0: And I want you to know that that's not the truth, because the fact of the matter is what top performers and what outperformers actually do is they feel the same basic emotions, the same kind of ups and downs, ebbs and flows, angers and frustrations and sadness as as everybody else but what they are fantastic at is they are fantastic at identifying emotions and thought patterns that aren't serving them and they are able to actually take that and they are able to cut that off earlier than the norm and they are able to bounce back faster because of it welcome to the outperform podcast my name is scott welly i'm an author speaker and the founder of outperform the norm a global movement that helps people achieve peak performance in their personal and professional lives. I've spent my life working with top performers in business as well as athletics, and each week it's my aim and mission to bring you an inspiring person to share their personal stories and insights, or perhaps it'll be a personal message for me, but with one very simple goal in mind, to help you outperform. Your time is precious, and I want to thank you for spending with me here today, but just one small ask before we get started. If you find value from this podcast, the greatest way that you could possibly thank me would be to head on over to iTunes or whatever your favorite podcast platform happens to be and give it a five-star review. Also, share it with somebody that you know that you would like to help outperform so we can all grow this movement together and strive to make the world a healthier, happier, higher performing place. Once again, thank you for being here. And without further ado, let's get started. We have to be able to actually get back up if we've been knocked down, either on a micro level where maybe something small happens throughout the course of the day, or maybe it is something massive that happened, um, some amount of challenge, of adversity, of difficulty, of stress, where you have to be able to get back up and you have to be able to put your best foot forward. So let's actually go into what is resilience first off. And this is going to feed into the first of my three strategies I'm going to talk you through. And if you look at the definition of resilience, it's the ability of an object to spring back into shape or elasticity. Now I absolutely love that definition of resilience. And when you're virtual training studios right next to a 10 year old's room, you're never that far from balloons, right? And you look at it, if the definition of resilience is To spring back into shape or to have elasticity, that is truly the way that I think we need to look at resilience if we want to be our best in our personal, professional lives. Because if you look at something like a balloon, basically when you push on it, it springs back into shape. I would call this a highly resilient balloon because when you push, it springs back into form or it springs back into shape. And it's important that we look at it through that definition or through that perspective, which is really the first thing that we're going to talk about in regards to resilience. And to look at it as springing back into shape, I think there's a common misconception in our society that we think that balloon or that thing that's supposed to spring back into shape, we think that's supposed to be a a baseball or a softball or some titanium object that is just absolutely bulletproof. And we hear that sometimes about people that are highly resilient. It's just like, well, no, they just charge through everything and they just don't let anything affect them. And especially coming from the athletic world, we hear it all the time about mental toughness, where it's like, well, if you wanna be mentally tough, you just need to put your head down. You just need to charge right through everything. And I want you to know that that's not the truth because the fact of the matter is what top performers and what outperformers actually do is they feel the same basic emotions, the same kind of ups and downs, ebbs and flows, angers and frustrations and sadness as, as everybody else. But what they are fantastic at is they are fantastic at identifying emotions and thought patterns that aren't serving them. And they are able to actually take that and they are able to cut that off earlier than the norm and they are able to bounce back faster because of it. So if you have ever thought about mental toughness or resilience like this, where you're supposed to be someone that puts your head down and just charges through everything, if you're actually able to do that, that is A form of neurosis and that is probably some type of disorder if you're actually not feeling the basic human emotions So I start with this perspective because I think it's important that we all recognize Okay, I mean in our journey to be resilient and to be our best selves We're going to get knocked down and if I feel angry or depressed or sad or defeated those are normal basic human emotions, and that's okay. I actually want you to embrace that, recognize it, sit with it. And then at some point you just have to realize you have to pick off, pick, pick out kind of the cutoff point and just decide, you know what? From this point forward, I'm realizing that these emotions aren't serving me and I'm actually going to use it to be able to move forward in the future. And that's a critical, critical component. And the, the other part of resilience too is I remember not that long ago reading a study in HBR, Harvard Business Review, where I get a lot of my research. And I think it was done by Marcus Buckingham, but he was talking about resilience. And I'm pretty sure it was a post-COVID study. And he was, it, was a, it was a large-scale study of people in lots of different countries. And what he basically found, and intuitively it might make sense, is that the people that are the most resilient – are the ones that have actually faced the most difficulty or the most hardship. And we have to remember this when it comes to resilience. It is one of those things that we all know that we want it. We all know that we need it. We all know that it will make us better. But the only way that you can actually become very resilient is to maybe boldly put yourself out there and take big challenges and risk making mistakes or failures and put yourself in uncomfortable difficult circumstances that is the only way to build true resilience otherwise none of these things we can't just sit in our kind of comfortable, happy place where we're not taking any risks and we're not stretching ourselves and expect that, okay, I'm just I'm gonna play it safe, but I want to be able to build that resilience too, and kind of put the cart before the horse. So I'm resilient before I really put myself out there. In effect, putting yourself out there is actually what makes you resilient. So I think having that perspective, not just on kind of mental toughness and how you view, how you view resilience in general, Um, But also knowing that even if you put yourself out there and something doesn't work out on a micro or a macro level, it is making you better. And that is actually how you develop resilience. So that's the first one. Second one is we absolutely have to look at posture. I think I first heard Tony Robbins say it, that emotions are actually created by motions and what we do. And the interesting thing, and to look at this, if if you're looking at the screen right now, I apologize to the listening audience, but if you are looking at the screen, and you see this person that I guess this is straight off of Google Images has probably competed in some type of track event, right? Now, do you think that person performed well or performed poor, poorly in that event? Of course, you're saying, well, thus God? He, I mean, he probably lost or he performed poorly. Didn't do whatever he set out to do. And then my rebuttal to that would be, okay, well, how do you know that? They say, well, look at his posture. Look look at that. Okay. Do you think his coach told him that I want you to have that posture if something doesn't go your way? Or do you think that's actually something that he practiced? No. When we actually look at emotions being created by motions, that is something that we instinctively do when we don't feel good about ourselves or when something went wrong. And we can reverse engineer this process in what we do to be able to be better. Positive psychology doesn't talk about this a lot. They will just say, well, you just need to have the right perspective or you just need to think about it as glass half full and kind of get back up when you've been knocked down. Well, you can be telling yourself those things until you're blue in the face, but if you are in a posture that is biologically incongruent with the emotions that you want to have, you're never going to do it. And the interesting thing is to look at it from a posture standpoint, you know, it's not that posture, the same posture as the track athlete that maybe didn't perform well in the event is not really all that different. Than the way that we spend a large chunk of our lives, kind of hunched over in this, what we would call a protracted posture. So if you are ever going through something where it's just hard to, remain positive, hard to feel like you can put your best foot forward where you can be resilient, whether it's a job that you really wanted, a sale and a client or a customer that you really wanted to acquire, or something that someone said or did that just made you feel really bad or angry. What I am telling you is you will instinctively go into kind of this posture where you're a little bit closed off. And certainly one of the best things you could do would be to actually put your head back, your shoulder blades back and kind of go into an open posture like so. But even after, even as you're just listening to me right now, just your ability to sit down and put your feet flat on the floor and to sit up a little bit taller in your chair will make a massive difference. Those motions will actually help better create the emotions that you want. And little itty bitty micro tweaks as you do this, it doesn't have to be the all out, I'm gonna completely open up even though that would help tremendously. Just a little itty bitty subtle things where you sit up taller, stand up taller, head out, head up, chest out, shoulder blades back and stand tall from the hips or sit tall from the hips. Those things really have a massive impact on those positive or those resilient emotions that we all want. And the last P and kind of the triple P strategy of being resilient is to actually create a pattern interrupt. Now, when we look at this, the reason that we have to create a pattern interrupt is our behaviors and our thoughts are deeply ingrained within us. Obviously you've probably been doing certain things thinking certain thought patterns for a very long period of time and if those thought patterns and if those behaviors aren't serving you in your journey to outperform especially when times get tough when you're faced with challenge or adversity or defeat well we need to create some type of distinct pattern interrupt to be able to get you going on a different course we have to break that thought pattern we have to break that behavior pattern So let me give you an example of this. If you look at the screen right now, you see Roger Federer, one of the greatest tennis players of all time. Now I want you to recognize what's going on in this picture, okay? He's got a towel, right? It's probably in between points and he's wiping sweat off of his forehead, all right? What else do you notice in this picture? Well, he's sponsored by Nike, so he's wearing a Nike headband. Now. Maybe I'm just not that fashion forward. I've never actually worn a headband in my life. But I do think one of the points of wearing a headband, especially when you're doing something athletic where you might sweat, is the ability of the headband to actually keep the sweat out of your eyes as you're doing something, right? So if that's the purpose of the headband, why is he going and why is he actually wiping sweat off his face in between points in any match or tournament that he's playing? Well, the fact of the matter is that when sports psychologists work with these high-level athletes, we call this a pattern interrupt, and it's what you will see almost all really good tennis players do. In between points, it's, it's a pattern interrupt, and it's a movement that they do. They are, in effect, taking the towel, and they are wiping away the last point. So whether you hit a forehand winner whether you hit an unforced error, it's done. I'm wiping away what just happened with a very intentional behavior. And then I'm starting new and I'm starting fresh this next point, whether it was something good or whether it was something bad that happened. And we need to create these pattern interrupts in our life as well. If something happens to us, I sometimes just say, if you don't bring it to the race, you're not going to find it out there. So I would encourage you as you're watching, as you're listening to this is to think about, If something doesn't go my way, what am I going to say or what am I going to do as my pattern interrupt that's going to break that maladaptive thought pattern or that behavior pattern so I can start fresh just like Roger Federer and I can wipe away what just happened? For me, usually, if something doesn't go my way, I'll just take it from a speaking standpoint. You know, There's not a day that goes by that I probably don't have someone that says that that I don't get turned down for a speaking engagement. It's just part of sales, right? It just happens. And sometimes it'll be a company, it'll be an organization that I really want to speak for. And I need to be able to find a way that if I'm really defeated, if I'm feeling really bummed out about something, I need to find a way to continue to move forward as I'm doing that. So my pattern interrupt and my thought is just always... Is there anything that I could have done differently to influence this outcome? I ask that because it's a great way for me to then look at it for me to say, how can I take this potential failure? And how can I look at it as feedback? And how can I look at it in a different perspective? If the answer is nothing, then okay, then you have to just be able to get over it because there's, there's nothing else that you could have done. And if the answer is, yeah, maybe I could have said something different, maybe I could have sent a different email or presented myself a little bit differently. Well, that's feedback that I can use in the future to lead me one step closer to success. So whatever your pattern interrupt is, and I will use movement, I will use exercise, stretching, different things, if, if I just find that, oh, man, I'm just really not feeling it, it's just hard to be my best right now as I'm going through this tough or this tre- stressful situation. Well, actually getting up, moving around can be a great pattern interrupt because it gets you out of what you're doing right now and gets you into a different pattern of thought or a different pattern of behavior. So, again, if you don't bring that to the race, you're not going to find it out there. So, if you end up getting knocked down and if something bad happens, what are you going to say? What are you going to do that's going to allow you to pivot that is going to allow you to be your best self? So to close this out, a couple of things. One, if you would like additional resources and strategies to be your best and to outperform, you can either visit scottwelly.com or you can text the word OUTPERFORM to 38470. Nothing for sale in either of those. It's just free strategies, free peak performance resources to help you in your journey to be your best personal, professional, athletic self. And to recap these three things, as we look at resilience, Triple P, have the right perspective. Be that balloon that is now down there a ways away on the ground, so I'm not gonna go get it, but be that resilient balloon that springs back into shape when something happens. You don't need to be bulletproof. You can feel the same basic human emotions as everyone else. It's just a matter of identifying when those don't serve you and being able to continue to move forward and realizing that resilience, even if it's something that you didn't necessarily want to happen, is in some way making you better in the long run. Monitor your posture. If you're having the terrible, horrible, no good, very bad day, sit up, stand up a little bit taller. I promise you, you will immediately feel a different emotional level and emotional energy that will help you be your best self. And then really be conscious and intentional and think of a pattern interrupt and something that you can do that is completely different than the thought patterns or the behaviors that you're currently in that will break that, that will allow you to move in a different, more positive, more outperforming direction. Hello, outperformers. Three more quick things before we sign off here today. First and foremost, thank you so much for listening to this episode. I understand how many different podcasts are out there and I do not take a single second of your time for granted because time is truly our most valuable asset. It is our most precious commodity and I appreciate you taking that time and you spending it with us here today. Second, if you found value in this podcast, Maybe you've noticed, but podcasting has gotten quite popular as of late. And if you would like to help support the outperforming movement and the outperform podcast, one of the best ways that we can get it found is for you to give it a favorable review and rating on whatever your favorite podcasting platform happens to be. So head on over to iTunes, head on over to Google Play and give it a favorable review. And while you do that, also share it with someone else that you know that is just like you, is driven by growth and wanting to be the best personally and professionally in every single thing that they do. Number three, if you want even more, tools and tips and strategies to be able to be your best personally and professionally head on over to Scottwelly.com. that's s-c-o-t-t-w-e-l-l-e there are loads of different resources for you on everything from goal setting and grit to resiliency and focus to confidence and motivation and routines and habits and everything that you can possibly imagine to help you be your absolute best every single day personally and professionally once again if you'd like to access those free resources head on over to ScottWelly.com. s-c-o-t-t-w-e-l-l-e So as I sign off, thank you again for spending your time with me here today. Keep outperforming and as always, wish you the best of health, happiness, and high performance. Have a great day.